Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the That's Pretty Amazing, I Hope It Works edition. I mean, <laughs> story of every single yes. thing I buy yes. on Amazon. I know. I, I hope it works. <laughs> I hope it works. And it does 40% of the time. Mm. It's the other 60. <laughs> Horribly disappointing. Horribly disappointing. <laughs> so many failed things. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a two star. Who gives a two-star review? Who the fuck does that? Who does that? It's five or one. <laughs> why are you thinking? Why would you review something if it's like a three or a two? Just what? Five. I mean, it's five stars for this podcast, but obvi. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. That's the only yeah. choice for That's, this. <laughs> yeah. Today is episode one hundred and two. This plant is evolving to avoid humans. Yeah, I respect. Yes. I respect. I'm Get also it. evolving to avoid <laughs> yes. humans. Um, yes. Yes. Agreed. Same. Teach me the way. Absolutely. Yeah, this, this plant has a lot to teach us. Amazing. Actually, yeah. I'm thrilled. Yeah. Great topic. <laughs> Solid topic, Thanks. Jill. Thank Solid you. topic. Thank you. Uh, yes, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the, this, the, the super pumped Marissa Riley. That's me. I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped to avoid humans. I am bad with people. Uh, that's why we do podcasts. Yes. <laughs> so I could talk to people and not have to give eye contact. There you go. And I like to think our listeners feel the same way. Yes. We're all alone together. <laughs> that's right. Put it on a mug. Put yeah. it on a tote. Yeah. So. Who's with me? No yes. one. Okay. <laughs> no one. Just as it should be. Yes. <laughs> Um, if this is your first time listening, <laughs> welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today, but now that I know, I feel so seen. So seen. So seen. Uh, you're, we're going to really relate to this plant. Oh! It's, it's going to, it's incredible. Oh, I can feel it! Uh, today, my friends, is a tale that's old as time. When you find yourself bothered by someone or something, you do whatever you can to avoid that person or situation. Yes. You silence your phone. Yeah. You mute that conversation. Yes. You douse your laptop in kerosene and set it ablaze. Been there. That's right. <laughs> now, those are all avoidance strategies, and the star of today's show is taking a more natural approach to, okay. a, to avoid being seen. Uh, this is a pretty goddamn fascinating thing for a number of reasons. Uh, one, we're seeing evolution in real time. So cool. It's, yeah. And thanks to a recent study, we know that this evolution is a defense mechanism to avoid humans specifically. Take that, It's humans. very personal. <laughs> I love it. I love a personal vendetta. Is it even a vendetta? It's just... It's a passive-aggressive... Passive-aggressive, <laughs> y'all suck. Yes. In case y'all didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, we suck. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so who is our subject today and how are they changing before our eyes? Well, let's get into it. To begin, we need to pack our bags and some climbing gear. We're heading on over to the dramatic Hengduang Mountains near Yulong, China. Take me. That's right. <laughs> now, where the fuck is this and what does it even look like? Yeah. Well, don't worry, I got you. Everyone, please imagine the expanse that is China. I will. All right, good. Thank you. Now, point to its center. Okay. Move your finger down until you nearly hit China's southwesterly neighbor, Myanmar slash Burma. You got it. And it's here where, where you're. It's here where you'll find the Hengduan Mountain Range. 
and boy howdy, they are the picture-perfect example of snow-capped mountains. I can see it on yeah. a postcard now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not there. I just got the postcard, and I like it. I love it. I love it. Put it on the fridge. <laughs> Put it on a fridge. It's a new one. Put it on a fridge. Oh, we got a new one. Oh! <laughs> Damn. That was good. Yeah. Uh, so, my friends, this jagged, rugged terrain runs for 560 miles, Ugh. reaching peaks between 4,300 to nearly 20,000 feet. It is a range. Yeah, those are big numbers. <laughs> yes. So, if you find yourself walking along whatever paths you can find along these mountains, the ground is just littered with shards of rock. And the best way I could describe them is to imagine thousands of smashed dinner plates. Those fragments would be the rocks. Sounds like another reason to stay home. <laughs> it's pointy. Stay close to that fridge. It's pointy. Yeah. But yeah. I respect yeah. anyone who's out there oh walking my God. On, the, on the dinner plate rocks. Yes. You're <laughs> yes, awesome. Exactly. High five. Now, High five. somehow in this elevation, in this cold, dry place, every now and then you may see this incredible sight. Oh. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I have a photo of one of the inhabitants here. Uh, please tell us what you see. And of course, all photos we talk about today, uh, we're going to have them on our social media stuff. So please come on by, play along and take a look at this little one. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, this should be the inspiration for a Pixar film. Yes. This is the best picture. One of like, I think the top five pictures I've seen uh doing well that's interesting um, and, and we've seen a lot of butts <laughs> we've seen some crazy butts yes. yes okay so the picture i don't know if this it's meant to be in grayscale but the picture looks it's not no, it's not oh my god this is gonna blow y'all's minds so it looks like a black and white picture of just these dinner plate rocks yeah for miles you can see the perspective and in the in the um and everything's gray. Yeah. You can't really see the sky. You barely can at the very end. It's everything is black and white and gray. But in the forefront of the photo, from out from under one of the little rocks comes this beautiful green stem that um points that that uh escalates into a little flower that's yeah. green yeah. and it's pointing downwards like it hasn't bloomed yet it's kind of like a it's on the way it's on the way she's looking down she's about to be she's about to get her glow up yes but right now she's a little yeah. tired but she's bright green she's bright green bright the green. petals are bright green every this is bright and it's such a contrast oh to my god all the gray dinner yeah. plate rocks yeah just imagine a bright green tulip from Stem to tip or tip to whatever the fuck oh, the parts are called. Oh, it's a tulip. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it okay, looks like. I, that's a faster way of being. I'm like, it's a sad flower. I'm like, no, it's a tulip. That's what's going on. It's, it's tulip-like, I would say. Yeah. So, my friends, may I introduce Fritillaria de la Vey? Oh, and all, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's adorable. It really is. And although this is a tiny flower growing to just a few inches tall, its biology, history, and current evolution is fucking bonkers. I love it. All right, let's get into it. Dr. Marissa, let's take turns telling our flock out there uh, some amazing flo flocks? <laughs> Facts. Some amazing <laughs> flocks. Brain. Uh, okay, we're <clears throat> here we go. I can, universe. Do it. I can do it. Okay, so let's take turns telling the folks out there some amazing facts, like how long it takes for this plant to mature and what humans have been doing with it. I would mm. love to talk more about this adorable little plant. Okay, uh, Fritillia is, am I saying that right? I've, I've been calling it Fritillaria. Fritillaria. 
Fritillaria is a perennial or a recurring plant that grows three to five uh, bright green leaves uh, and a short stem every year. It takes about five years to mature, whereupon it produces a single flower once a year in June. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels relatable and I don't know why. Uh, continuing the quote, considered an herb to locals, it is used in Chinese traditional medicine to treat lung conditions mm -hmm. like bronchitis and coughs. Take it away, Jill. I got you. So from Sarah Gibbons of National Geographic, quote, Fritillaria has been picked and used medicinally for the last 2,000 years. Amazing. But steadily increasing demand and insufficient supply has triggered a treasure hunt for more. Mm. Yeah. The price for one kilogram or 2.2 pounds of the plant's bulbs, the part that's used medicinally, is around $480. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, my God. And each tiny bulb is about the size of a thumbnail. Oh, my God. To harvest one kilo requires more than 3,500 individual plants. End quote. I am simultaneously upset about yeah. this and also badly want it. I, <laughs> there's, th there's a part of me still uh, growing up in a certain age that's like, if it's rare, I want it. It's rare and expensive. I want it. You're, but you're this not is bad. A, it's, yeah, super, super I, bad. So I don't want it. There you go. So 480 US dollars is a shit ton of money, and that's a shit ton of plants. Uh, so yeah. needless to say, it's popular. Uh, it also grabbed the attention of Yang Niu, a researcher at the Qingmeng, Kongming Institute of Botany at the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Now, way the fuck back in 2011, he and fellow group of he and a fellow group of scientists wanted to study how the plant pollinated successfully, despite get this, one year the flowers would seem to be all male. Oh, and then one year they'd be both male and female. In other years, it was just random. Seemingly, right? Or is it? Exactly. So they started a study. But unfortunately, they couldn't figure it out because, quote, research failed after the plants they tagged in the wild were later dug up and presumably sold. Oh, God damn it. Yes. Leaving them without study subjects, end quote, from National Geographic. So that's frustrating as fuck. That is frustrating as hell. Yeah. One entire study out the window. God damn it. But... This harvesting spurred a new study. For you see, my friends, in some areas of the Hengduang Mountains, Fritillaria looks bright green and sh in a, a shocking contrast to its environment. Yeah. But this same species in other areas looks just like this. Okay, Dr. Okay, Marissa, okay. I'd like to show you a photo. Please tell us what you see. Okay. And if you don't mind, tell us the difference between what you saw previously. Okay. And I just want to point out, this plant in the new photo is very much alive. Okay. Oh, right. I'm so pumped. Here we go. I'm so pumped. Where is it? What? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, what am I even looking at? Okay. Isn't that wild? Okay, picture. It's wild. Picture, if you will, a bunch of jagged, gray, kind of brownish rocks. And then right in the middle is a plant, tulip-like plant, are the plant we have been talking about, yeah. which is the exact same gray and brown color exactly as everything else to the point where I couldn't even see it. Yeah. And y'all, this is a goddamn plant. Yes. It's a fucking plant. It is a very different shape and material than fucking rocks. Yeah. Should be super easy to figure out, but no, it yeah. is, I've never seen a plant. Isn't that wild? Be it that looks like color rocks. while also alive. <laughs> 
How is it surviving with, I guess a lot of plants figure oh, it they, out. They but find a way. They find a way, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, where's the, the green shit that helps it get Com- the sun rays? Completely the- gone. Completely fucking completely gone. Uh, chlorophyll. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? I remember from second grade <laughs> science. <laughs> That's right, my friends. Depending on which region of the mountains you're in, this plant has taken a total 180 in appearance. Smart. So Yang had a theory that this camouflage is probably due to humans over-harvesting. Mm. There, are, are, there are no big herbivores in the area chowing down on these things, and the only natural enemy, if you will, is us. Fucking people. So... How do you go about testing this theory? Yeah. And how has this plant changed so dramatically? Well, after the break. Ah! That's right. Yang's ingenious study. You won't believe this. It involves a video game. I love it. That's right. I love it, Yang. <laughs> Please stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, we're playing hide and seek with a creature that wants nothing to do with us. As per usual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's right. Yang and his fellow researcher friends are testing the hypothesis that Fritillaria's colors have dulled thanks to human harvesting, subsequently leading to a new type of camouflage. Uh, The test was actually a two-parter. In the first half of the study, researchers actually interviewed local herbalists and looked through six years of records identifying where plants were found and how many were taken. Okay. This was super useful as it divided the mountains into two categories, okay? Areas that were heavily foot trafficked and harvested and other areas that were pretty much left alone, they were too hard to reach and they weren't harvested. Okay. Okay. So, with this map, Yang then whipped out the old spectrometer, yes. which is a device that measures wavelengths of light to determine color. Cool. Amazing. And Yang headed out. Uh, the team measured the color of plants in both harvested and non-harvested areas. And drum roll, please. I think I know what's going to happen. <laughs> in the non-harvested areas, Fritillaria remained green yes. and lush. And in the harvested areas, Fritillaria was all sorts of shades from dark gray to reddish brown. She's smart. So, yeah. She's smart. It's like a, It's like if there's a street where you get catcalled a lot. <laughs> And then yeah. you start wearing sweatpants on that street more, even though you shouldn't have to. Even though you shouldn't have to. Even though you shouldn't have to, nope. but you do because you don't feel like it when you're going to get the ice cream, the non-dairy ice cream <laughs> at the store. So you wear a big sweatshirt. That's right. So you can get your ice cream in peace. There you go. That's all we want to do. That's all that life is. Yeah. Everything is about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all just want our ice cream in peace, you sons of bitches. Yes. So... All right, was this all just a coincidence? Does the change in color actually affect the ability of people to see them? So this brings us to the second half of our study. Dr. Marissa, please tell us, as reported by Kara Giamo of the New York Times, what did Yang and the gang do next? Yang and the gang, I'm loving it. (laughs) All right, uh, quote, to establish whether a color actually makes the plants more difficult to see, they created an online game, oh my God, called Spot the plant. That's right. Amazing. Which shows players photographs of uh, Fritillaria in different locations with instructions to click on them as fast as they can. When they put these metrics together, they matched up as expected. People were found to take more time to discover the more camouflaged plants. End quote. Yeah, yep. fucking people, if, if it's not obvious. Oh, yeah. Do you think we're going to do the work? <laughs> Do you think we're going to do the work? I mean, like, I think I speak for Americans when I say, oh, yeah. we're not doing the work. <laughs> well, 
It's, it's true. So we're, my we're friends, doing the work. But. <laughs> my friends, it was harder to see them and pick them. The camouflage is working. So Matthew Rubin, an evolutionary biologist at the Danford, uh, Danforth Plant Science Center Ooh. in St. Louis, Missouri, was who was not involved with the research, but said it best in an interview with Nat Geo, quote, it's a pretty cool groundbreaking study. Yeah. Uh, we've known that for thousands of years, humans have shaped the way plants look through domestication and the way we breed plants for food. This is a really great example of human-mediated selection in the wild, documenting a change and pretty convincingly relating that change to a human pressure, yeah. in this case, harvesting. Certainly, there may be other contributing factors uh, to this change, weather or elevation or herbivore. They didn't happen to see. But the relationship between harvest pressure and color was quite strong. Yeah. The populations with strong harvest pressure had the closest match to the background. End quote. I love how that is the most elegant, uh, diplomatic, yeah. scientific way of saying the plants were fucking sick of us. <laughs> so they changed everything like, about themselves. I'm using these genes instead. Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, there you Good go. Good luck. Good luck finding me now. Yep. So uh, now that I'm gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bright green on the inside. Yeah. So now to tell you that it was harder to find these camouflage. Bleh. Let me try that again. Mm -mm. Mm, now mm. to tell you it was harder to find these camouflage plants in the wild is one thing. But my friends, you could actually play the game yourself. Yes. And experience how fucking hard it is. Yes. So, yes. The game is still online. Yes. And, and Dr. Marissa, I'm volunteering you to play it right now. Yes, I'm playing. <laughs> We're heading on over to plant.sensoryecology.com. That's plant.sensoryecology.com. So you can play along with us. I'm going to pull up the game right now. Just just a heads and, up. Yeah. Uh, I am really good at Mario Kart. Ooh. So I might beat it. <laughs> You might beat it. I'm really right. good at Mario Kart when I play by myself. Okay. I am awesome. Here we go. I play by yourself. <laughs> as long as no one's I... there, I win every time. Believe, trust me. 100% of the time. 100% of the time. It's like when I tell people I have a girlfriend, I have to mention that she's real. <laughs> 100% real. 100%. Okay, so I just pulled up the game, plant.sensoryecology.com, and the loading page. Take it away, Dr. Marissa. What does it say? It's amazing. It's really <laughs> cute, great font. It says, plants can also be camouflaged, and then in big letters, spot the plant as fast as you can. All right. And then it's got um, it's got everything I just said. In, is it Chinese? It is. In Chinese? All right. Yeah. Hitting the start button. Here we go. Okay, now it says choose a role. Oh, oh, choose a role. I human. You should, should be human. I yeah, I, let's do human first. Yeah, the other option is yak, which I feel a little bit closer to, <laughs> to be honest. But I will say the human is uh, the silhouette for, or the little avatar for the human is Sherlock Holmes. That's right. Uh, smoking a pipe. That's right. So that's, that's how you harvest plants. That's how you harvest plants <laughs> through mystery. Through mystery. <laughs> It also says you need to find these fritillaries, which is the everything from the bright green ones all the way to the basically rock-colored ones, and yeah. to avoid the other inhabitants, which are the smaller pink and yellow and white flowers. Yes. So just the fritillaria. Yes. You ready? Yes, Dr. I'm so Marissa. ready. Okay, hitting human. Camo. Okay. Have uh, you played this game before? Hit no. No. Here we go. I have not. Oh, oh, where the fuck is it? <laughs> it's right here. Okay. 
Oh, is that pretty good? I That's got pretty one. good. So, okay. Dr. Morris, take it away. So, on these pages, you just see photographs of the hillside, the shards and shards of rocks, and it's fucking. You have hard. eleven seconds, Dr. Marissa. Oh, she got it. At Ten I, seconds. I'm, I'm. This is very difficult. Oh my god. Okay, oh, I'm finding oh, them. It's just bad. pictures of rocks, and you <laughs> have to really think about it to find them. You're you're doing great. You're I doing am great. doing pretty good. Okay, this is the colorful one. Oh, could be no, a wrist. No, I don't think oh. that was it. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, this uh, you're is pretty a pretty good. good you're averaging one. around 10, 11 seconds. Okay. Finding them. Um, uh oh, done. Shit. Done. Oh, 10 seconds. I really can't Nine, find it. Eight. No, am I going to get seven. kicked out? <laughs> ah, I found it. I found it. I found it. Five seconds okay, to go. Okay, okay, okay. Here's <laughs> another one. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. I don't know how long this game is. <laughs> okay, should I should I end? No, no, keep going. Keep going. Okay, let's see. I think I have I think we have four three, more. Four more. Okay. So oh, this so one has a lot one. of plants. I think it's is, this. Okay, let's see. Two more, three okay. more. Oh, fuck. Uh, this, now the hillside is getting rockier, it's getting darker. Yeah. Um, um okay. Hopefully... This one is the hardest one yet. Here it is. <laughs> nice. You found out with the within four seconds. Okay. Okay. Let's see. All right. You are Faster than 72% of the players. Holy shit. To be fair, I have an advantage. What? Like I said, I am very good at Mario Kart. <laughs> but I also learned all about it from you. That's right. So That's true. I was super prepared. That is true. So your average time was four seconds, and you were faster than just about everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much. Uh, someone, then you have, of course, uh, the top 10 or the top 20 here, and someone decided to name their time uh, Suck It, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to know the story there. Well done, but... yeah. Love it. Well Thank well you. done, Dr. Murray. Absolute yeah. champion. Absolute champion. So that was hard, though. Yeah. Oh, for it others. was really hard. It was really hard. I was sweating. Um, I did just, like, eat, and usually after I've eaten, yes. I'm in pretty good shape we to had, do anything. That's true. We just had nachos, so we were... Full of nacho power. Full of nacho power. But if you had waited another 30 minutes, I would not have gotten through the first two. That's true. Yeah. I, I agree. So, the darker version of Fritillaria is painfully difficult to see against the rocks. Painfully. We, again, we didn't feel the wind. We didn't feel the cold. We weren't, you know, 4,000 feet up, etc. We weren't hungry. Yeah. Exactly. We weren't hungry. So, how specifically did this change occur? Well, Jill Anderson, a biologist at the University of Georgia, told Nat Geo, quote, Humans go into a population and harvest the most visible plants they can find. Yeah. Harvested plants no longer have the capacity to con contribute to the next generation, whereas the camouflage plants can live out their life cycles. Aha! Uh -huh. There you go. It's a process of natural selection in these populations. End quote. Into it. <clears throat> there you go. I mean, I'm not into the fact that they're, like, destroying these plants' lives. <laughs> making them change so much about themselves. Changing into sweatpants because they just want ice cream. God Damn it. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I just want to get my stupid ice cream and be adorable at the same time. But no. There you go. No. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. We'll, we'll go get ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my friends, it's hypothesized in as quickly as a generation or two, plants in highly trafficked areas may 
might have a gene pool with predominantly gray and brown DNA just that quickly. So the next step in this study is actual DNA analysis. I'm into it. So I'm happy to report the Chinese government is currently working on improving Fritillaria's conservation status. Yes. Awesome. Uh, this little plant is damn impressive, and it would be nice to see what other tricks it has up its sleeves. I What a little trooper. Yeah. I'm so impressed. I think this plant is my mentor. <laughs> yes. It's my hero and my mentor. <laughs> hero, mentor, Fritillaria. Fritillaria. There you go. Sounds like a perfume. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Rating five stars. Five, uh, five, five. <laughs> Subscribing, telling your friends about how nature is avoiding us, and, yeah. and we get it. Play that video game. It's it was hard. It was pretty hard. You know, Dr. Yeah. Marissa is a doctor, so yeah. What do we yeah. do? To be fair, yeah. <laughs> and please stay interesting. Please do.